Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 62 A Calm Mind, a Connected Heart, and a Clear Vision navigate life's uncertainties this is an extension from a post i did uh not too long ago online and it has been a mode of operation for me and a way of being and a way to work constantly work on work towards and practice for the last several years and it has been a game changer and i'll share a story momentarily that showed me the contrast uh, when you are not, I mean, we, we see this all, you can see it all the time. Like when, when you have distractions, you can see what happens when your, your mind is not clear or, you know, you, you don't feel like you're making, um, discerning decisions and things like that, that, um, that would be more connected to who you really are. Uh, so we see the difference, but I had a very quick contrasting experience that I want to share that I thought might be really applicable, especially after you've been practicing for a little while, some of these things. So I'm going to read the post. I'm going to talk about some of the the things that I had noticed. I also looked up online. I try to find some good research about what happens to the body between fear and then what happens to the body with love. And then of course I will share towards the end, uh, you know, a few things that I have done to get more of a calm mind, a connected heart and a clearer vision. And so the post that I had said, uh, start off with saying that distractions distort reality, right? Like distractions, they, 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 they give us a different picture of what's really going on because they disconnect us. Distractions distort reality. To a calm mind is a connected mind. It sees everything, because when we are when we have a, a like there's a um, expression cool heads prevail, and it wasn't until I got older that I realized what that really means is that you know when we are are, are in of rational calm sense, um, we can see all of the details and not make an immediate uh, reaction, but look for the right response accordingly, right. And the third was a, dis, a connected heart, <clears throat> excuse me, is a discerning heart. It knows how to navigate every situation. I have long said that, you know, when people say, oh, I led from the heart and it led me wrong. Like, no, <laughs> it was probably the ego in some way. A connected heart is a discerning heart, meaning love <clears throat> is a verb, <clears throat> excuse me, love is a verb. And what I mean by that is it's our actions. It's how we show up in every situation, right? And um, when we, like, when you tell somebody the truth, that is love. When you do it from an honorable, noble, integrity-driven place, that is love. Sometimes the information is amazing to hear. Sometimes it's not, you know? Uh, and you guys have heard me talk about this before, especially like, especially in business. I always like to use that just because, you know, that's where I, I spend a good amount of time, but also especially like in friendships and relationships, you know, if um, you made a, a mistake with your bank account or, or with a bill or something like that, and then you told your your business partner or your, your life partner, right? And you felt really bad about it, but like you, if you hid it from them, 
you know, you're making it worse. But if you tell them the truth, hopefully you have the right environment, you know, that's saying like, hey, I'm, I'm trying to own it and I'm trying to work on it. I'm trying to do better by that, you know. Um, but it's still honest and it's bonding. Um, but, you know, it helps you navigate things much quicker. So, but really where I was in a connected heart is a discerning heart was really me more thinking of like, I remember mostly I was, I was relating it to business where if something didn't align with me, I didn't make the other side feel any less. I just knew that I didn't want to do anything out of the integrity for both of us. Like, Hey, I, I don't want to do the, I, I can't partake in this, this opportunity or whatever it might be. It's a discerning heart. Then, of course, I said it. The fourth was a clear vision is an endless conversation with your soul. It's your ability to minimize the 90% of unimportant things in life so you can focus heavily on the remaining 10%. A clear vision is an endless conversation with your soul. I have to tap in to my soul every day. I have to pray with God and sit and feel and receive and understand more of what's aligning for me and, and the direction I'm supposed to go in versus relying on the external. The external is still trying to figure out what the heck the external is trying to do. So I don't, and, and that's only coming from a limited perspective. It could still be an amazing perspective, but it's still limited, right? So I need to tap into my soul and, and with God every day. And so the caption that I wrote with that was, I found, I have found that when I was distracted, my thoughts, decisions, ideas, my time, and my energy were all over the place. Does that resonate with any of you guys? My thoughts, decisions, ideas, my time, and my energy were all over the place. But when I grounded myself in prayer, meditation, journaling, breathwork, weightlifting, exercising, pretty much everything else that was healthy for me, I felt more connected. When I became more connected, I could develop my vision stronger. When the vision became clearer, the decisions became easier, much easier actually. So when life brought unexpected experiences, my clarity and vision just kept me focused. My mind kept me rational. My heart kept me knowing and, and pretty much just moving fluidly. So never underestimate the power of a calm mind, a connected heart, and a clear vision. Now, um, recently uh, there were a couple of uh, unexpected things that happened with the, with the family um, from a health perspective. And, you know, for purposes of <laughs> podcasting, I won't go into all the details, but it was a lot. And, um, you know, uh, with some extended family and you can't always prepare for things like that. Uh, you can to a degree. <laughs> my, my father and mother would always be prepared for, for things like that. But uh, you know, other, for the other things that happen, the timing, the, you know, the preparations, the things that happen afterwards, you know, all these different things, you, you can't always prepare for it. And so that shook up a couple of things, not with me, but you can imagine like with family. And so, um, because there were so many moving pieces it can cause a lot of, um, you know, just general life anxiety because you're, you know, when you have to deal, not, not with me, but I'm saying that in general, it can create, um, you know, a, a lot of, it's like a lot of moving energy that's just out there floating and it doesn't even belong to you, right? And so um, in having this discussion with a family member, you know, and, and moving through it, it was interesting because I could actually feel all of that internally. Like I could actually feel it in the moment internally, um, immediately. 
And so, you know, I was, I was curious and I actually looked up like, you know, about fear, anxiety, all these different, like, and it was interesting. The reason it was an interesting experience for me is because it only happened in minutes and then it went away when I reverted back to love, which is how I like to move. And so I looked up, it was interesting to, to find some research and it was saying that from a physiological standpoint, fear and anxiety trigger the release of stress hormones such as adrenaline and cortisol from the adrenal glands, which activate the sympathetic nervous system and increase heart rate, blood pressure, and respiration. This response is designed to enhance physical performance, providing a burst of energy to help us react quickly to perceived danger. At the same time, it also activates the amygdala, a small almond-shaped structure in the brain that plays a central role in processing emotional and fear-related information. The amygdala sends signals to other brain regions, such as the hypothalamus and brainstem, triggering the release of stress hormones and activating the fight-or-flight response. The psychological effects of fear can be as profound as the physiological effects. It can lead to increased anxiety, hypervigilance, and a heightened sense of danger. It can also impair cognitive processes such as attention, memory, and decision-making. It make it more difficult to think clearly and rationally. See, whenever anybody, any of us find ourselves in a fearful or anxious or confusing or dis or, or state like that, I, I say disconnected state, but because I was about to say is that in some way, shape, or form, we're disconnecting from ourself, our true self, our heart. And you have to be very careful with that. You have to be cognizant of it. It happens. I think it's a very, it's very normal human bodily thing as evidenced right here. However, we want to get back to center. We want to get back to calm. We want to get back to our heart. And, um, and why? Because when I looked up love, and this was really interesting, it says, from a physiological perspective, love triggers the release of various hormones such as oxytocin, dopamine, and endorphins. Okay, so we're already now dealing with different um, physiological components. Oxytocin, often called the love hormone, is released during social bonding and attachment. It's associated with feelings of trust, empathy, and bonding. Dopamine, which is associated with reward and pleasure, is also released when we experience feelings of love, leading to feelings of happiness and euphoria. And endorphins, which act as a natural painkiller. I thought that was interesting. Endorphins act as a natural painkiller, are also released during intense emotional experiences such as falling in love, contributing to a sense of well-being and calm. And calm. A sense of well-being and calm. And then it says it can improve mood, self-esteem, and overall well-being. It can also enhance cognitive functions such as attention, memory, and decision-making and may promote uh, pro-social behavior and empathy. So love and fear are exact opposites. They are absolutely exact opposites. Now, you know, you always hear people online or in the world say, oh, you know, how to combat fear? With love, with love. Let's love, love, love. That's great. And I'm glad that that's promoted. But I thought it would be cool to take it a step further and talk about what was actually happening, whether it's physiologically, spiritually, emotionally, you know, love really is an antidote. When you are in a hypersensitive, fearful mode, when you are in fight or flight, the moment that happens, you have to find your way back into love, not like, you know, Hollywood, Disney love or whatever it's been in the movies for so long. Love, like operating from your heart, breathing, gratitude, 
you know, um, taking a step back and like being a position of help or service, telling somebody you love and appreciate them, helping them, um, you know, connecting to your soul, connecting to God. These these things will bring you back to center. You know, and I and I basically wrote here that okay, so how do we get a calm mind, a connected heart, and a clear vision since they're all working together. Well, you know, this is nothing new. You've heard me talk about this on the podcast before. I just thought it'd be cool to relay some more of the, uh, you know, uh, of the intricate details, right? But I do meditation, prayer, and journaling. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list them all off right now. One of them is meditation, prayer, and journaling. People say, well, what do I meditate on? What do I pray on? What do I journal and I say anything you want. And it's funny when you have infinite um, things you can use, people often get stuck on where to start. And that's where I always say on start on anywhere you'd like, you know, um, meditation doesn't have to be full silence. It can be a guided meditation that helps you breathe. Prayer doesn't have to be sometimes you always have the exact words, um, but uh, it could be, you know, you um, releasing your thoughts and you know tossing them up to god and saying hey you know um i trust you i need help humility will put you in beautiful positions to receive like you couldn't imagine you know when you admit that like you know hey here's what's going on here's what i need help with you know please you know send me a sign send me a billboard (laughs) send me you know uh please help me navigate accordingly and i include that a lot of times in journaling right Another is walking outside. I'll walk outside for 45 minutes, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever I need. Body movement just gets the blood flowing or grounding and walking barefoot in the grass. Anything that, so walking is getting the body moving. I'm not a scientist, so, you know, I can't give the whole uh, effects on that, but maybe I will uh, do an episode on that. Grounding, I mean, you literally are walking on earth, like you are connecting to all things. Another one is making a list of the 90% of unimportant things so you can start to remove them. My advice is this. The world, the reason I got so um, focused on time uh, since my father passed was because the world is operating too fast without really a direction. And then they inject a lot of thoughts and it can sometimes just feel like it's all over the place and that's just a collective way of being we have a responsibility as an independent person as an individual in this world we have to navigate accordingly out of the sanctity of how we move and just out of the responsibility of living here on earth it's my responsibility to figure out how to be more present more cognizant of what deserves attention, what doesn't, how to have, um, how to communicate what I need or how to move, you know? Um, And when you are very connected to yourself, the outside world can't really like penetrate that as much. They'll try, they'll try to command you with all kinds of chaos. And here's the funny part. It's met with love. Like, Hey, listen, all right, let's, we got to stay focused on just this one thing at a time. We got to do this just this way. Um, and this is, you know, how I'm going to do it. 
And it's interesting because when you even speak it that way, most people are relieved. And um, versus, you know, as I was giving some advice, when we kind of say it more as a question, like, well, can we just do it this way? What's happening to um, the outside is like, no, no, we must do it this way. We must do it that way. Because they, too, are trying to solve something right away. And versus when you lead and you're saying, hey, listen, here's what we're going to do it. Here's what's going to happen next. Um, and I'll get right back to you as soon as that's taken care of. Well, it's like, yeah, no, so that shouldn't be a problem. It, most people are never going to. When you lead from a heart like that, you are leading and people just naturally relieving. It's why people always say like, oh, wow, you're so calm. You're so this, you're so that. I'm like, yeah, I'm just there's information coming in and now we're going to just take care of it. I don't want to take care of it with the external chaos or the anxiety or somebody else bringing that. We, we have to, you know, navigate it well ourselves and lead from that point. The other things that I said were gratitude, gratitude journaling, um, or just gratitude in general, you know, practice that one. I know you, you always hear like an attitude of gratitude, and it, but it, it, it's true in terms of I try to think of five to 10 things I'm grateful for every single day that are different than the day before that I wrote down or, or did out loud or within my mind. Try to think of five to 10 different things each day. Um, another important one, conversations with people who invigorate you or lift you up. Your circle is important more than you probably realize. It's energy, it's connection, it's fluidity, it's creativity, it's love. Your circle is so important. Feel how you feel when you are around certain people. Your job is to constantly stay present to how you feel. Then you can make a decision on what to do next. It's one decision at a time. And I say that passionately because it's not just like people say, well, I ended up around this person, this happened. Or, well, I did this and that happened. You have to be present in your life every step of the way. I'm not saying that <clears throat> I'm always present. I know when I'm not. And the moment I know I'm not, I'm like, ah, here's what happened. Okay, let's get back to center. Let's get back to center. Let's get back to center. It's an ongoing practice and it gets easier and easier and easier over time. So I'm able to identify a signal the moment I'm out of alignment, the moment I'm disconnected, the moment I'm not present, I know it. The moment I'm not around, uh, maybe, you know, I'm not having a conversation that I want to have with like a person that's not part of my circle or my life, you know, just an event or something like that. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, uh, honor that moment. And then I move on. So conversations with people who invigorate you and lift you up, it's more than just conversations. It's constantly navigating what environment are you in at any given time? How is it making you feel? And are you making adjustments accordingly? That's it. Like, I want to say that there's this like massive, you know, um, blueprint and there's this and there's that and there's all these things. Now, these are all just practices of simple tools, but they require us to show up and use them. All right. And then, of course, I also put in there about auditing your time and journaling your average perfect day and ideal life. Why is that important? It's nice to have a vision for your life because then you know how you're using your time. And it's OK if you realize that you're not necessarily using your time the way you would like to use it. Um, you know, now, just to the point I just made a second ago, you just make the tweaks and the adjustments. 
overall and all this to say a calm mind a connected heart and a clear vision navigate life's uncertainties so when they come up you're not immediately thrown off you're like oh let me how does my replicated patterns my repeated patterns of um how i make decisions how i connect to the heart how i connect to the body how i do things it starts to take over i've reprogrammed it it still has some glitches every now and then and that happens because we're human and the human in us can can definitely take over or if we ourselves are not on our general practices and using our tools and resources and doing it every day yeah there's a moment where it can glitch so i want to share that with you guys i think you know use some of these tools but more so all this to say practice peace with yourself practice this every single day and give yourself grace grace is important when all of a sudden you feel like you're out of alignment it's so important you know whenever and it happens to me i know it when it does it and you know um i just give myself grace and i'm like okay 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 let's get back to center what do I need? What do I want? How do I want to move? What do I know? And I always have a place to go back to to operate from. So try that. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Thank you. A calm mind, a connected heart, and a clear vision help you navigate life's uncertainties. As always, please leave a written review and five-star review on Apple. They do not actually show the five stars unless you write the review. <laughs> so that's why I remind you guys all the time. And it really helps expand the awareness of the show to everybody else who's maybe trying to find us over here in this corner of the internet. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you as always. And until next time, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.